You're listening to Renegade Broadcasting. Welcome to the Solar Storm. This is your host, Kyle Hunt, coming to you April 4th, 2021. It is Easter, which is based on Ostara and not Esther. But anyway, guys, welcome back to Renegade Broadcasting, a.k.a. Renegade Podcasting. These days, it is me, your fearless leader. Guys, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little under the weather as they say, it's something of a sinus of, uh, infection, and it's just kind of miserable. You could probably hear it in my voice. I'm not really that sick or anything, but especially in the age of COVID, it's not good to have these kinds of symptoms when you're out and about trying to do things. But it's uh, it's been it's been persistent, which is really really unusual. And honestly, I think that this is perhaps due to the shedding of vaccines. So perhaps a novel type of infectious disease is being spread out there. Perhaps there really is a spike in cases that they're talking about, but because of all the vaccines people are getting, and then they're spreading it out there to everybody else who's not, who's not following along with the program and getting injected I don't know, just a theory. I just don't usually have this kind of sinus infection that lasts for for a while. Very, very annoying. I, I, I do everything possible to stay healthy. And since the beginning of the pandemic, I haven't even gotten sick once. Not even just regular sickness, really. But, uh, but now, all of a sudden, you know, it, it also could be allergies. I don't know. But very, very annoying. And... Uh, you know, hope, hopefully you can you can deal with my voice just not sounding that good for a little while. Guys, please check out RenegadeTribune.com. Also, go on over to HeathenHerbs.com, and you can buy some great products over there. Today, what we're going to talk about, well, we're going to start out with some stories that <laughs> I missed uh, not being on the air regarding you know the anti-white agenda and all sorts of different things. We'll start off with this one. A Cinderella production was actually canceled because the cast was too white. This is from the Washington Examiner. A planned production of Cinderella has been canceled over concerns that the cast was too white. It was 98% white! Uh, Artistic director Michael Brindisi said of the cast, that doesn't work with what we're saying we're gonna do. So it's the... Chanhassen Dinner Theaters in Minnesota that put on are the ones who cast the show and then decided they had to cancel it. They just scrapped the project altogether and instead they're focusing on producing Footloose in 2022. Absolutely amazing movie. If you've never seen that one with, uh, who was it? Chris Penn and, uh, and Kevin Bacon. Oh, when they're dancing together, oh, those boys can dance. Actually, it wasn't even them for a lot of the dancing scenes. It was just a backlit, you know, silhouetted figure with, uh, you're supposed to think it's Kevin Bacon, but obviously it's a trained dancer. Ridiculous movie, but they did ban dancing. Remember when they're banned in dancing because of the, the coronavirus? Yeah, but they, they canceled this because they cast the thing and it was too white. Well, let me tell you something. 
Cinderella is a white production, okay? So casting anybody else in those roles, that's cultural appropriation. But I guess cultural appropriation when it comes to stealing all of white people's culture, A-okay, we know that. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with not uh, appropriating from black culture or whatever. That, that's fine with me. Yeah, I don't need cornrows. It's cool. Even though I don't even, I don't even know if cornrows are a black thing. It probably... That could have been introduced to them from the Europeans. I would not be surprised. You know, because Europeans braided their hair for a long, long time. <laughs> okay, let's take a look at uh, this article I wrote about how Florida State University, which is a, a taxpayer-funded university, right? It's a state university. It's They're attacking white women with a history of care in class. Now, I could go on to this article. I suggest you just take a look at what uh, what was written about it. But yeah, it's uh, it's about how white people, white women have been weaponizing white womanhood. You know, so it's absolutely the worst thing ever. Absolutely terrible. If a white woman is to call the police on a black person that she thinks is doing something wrong, oh my gosh, that Karen, make an international news story. Karen called the cops on a black guy who was just bird watching. International outrage. But Karen gets raped robbed and murdered by a black person crickets you hear crickets there's no nothing wrong with that don't worry about that yeah you might hear you might see a local news story but that's not a big deal one of the quotes on the the poster for the class uh, has a quote from it's a quote from new york times columnist charles blow the activation of white terror is a white woman's soft power we like to masculinize, masculinize white supremacy to presume it reeks of testosterone when in fact it is just as likely to be spritzed by perfume. So white women are not allowed on that diversity train anymore. They're not part of that rainbow unless they're of course queer or some kind of degenerate. If it's just a regular white woman, no, I mean, you are just oppressing us just by, by looking the way you look, by talking the way you talk. You have to realize you're an invisible backpack of white privilege. You need to realize that you're basically part of the KKK, even though you don't know it. It's just you're weaponizing your white womanhood all the damn time. But let's just imagine, just imagine, if you were to have a history of Shlomo weaponizing Jewish manhood, a history of Shaniqua, right? A history of, of Ching Chong. Oh, oh, we come and take your jobs. Oh yeah, you you know how to cook Chinese food. Ching Chong, the the yellow peril is real. Okay, we need to talk about this. The history of Ching Chong. Just think about if a university, a state university, was to have any of these courses. Are you kidding me? History of Pedro. I mean, really? <laughs> a history of Muhammad. Can we can we talk about Aisha? Can we talk about uh, Bakabazi? You know, which of course was reinstated when the Americans went over there and invaded and took out the Taliban in Afghanistan. But anyway, you get the point. And we saw just how many people were blaming, uh, blaming white people when that Boulder, Colorado shooting happened, and then it turned out, oh, it was a Muslim guy. Remember that? Oh, it must be a white man. Well, they did the same thing with this this guy who supposedly smashed into the barrier at the U.S. Capitol, killed a. Uh, some cop or something and who knows this is probably just completely fake and again the same thing was happening oh this must be a white man oh that was a white man who did it can't we just call out white terror all the blue check marks on twitter going at it blaming white supremacy for the incident at the u.s capitol oh but it turned out it was noah green but not a not a jew you'd think with that last name it could be a jew no it supposedly is a, a black man the f the photo of him looked very very filtered it looked fake it looked like he might not it might even be a real person but supposedly it was a nation of islam member now while nation of islam is tied into scientology these days and uh farrakhan says a whole bunch of anti-white stuff the nation of islam does speak out against the vaccines they have had 9-11 truth conferences. So I do think that perhaps certain black groups, such as the Nation of Islam, are being uh, targeted, demonized with these PSYOPs, just like 
white groups, like the people who listen to Renegade, are being demonized. I do think that that is uh, possibly what's going on here. And they killed two birds with one stone here. First, you get a bunch of people to say, oh, look at white terror, white terror at the Capitol again. So you get to blame white terror, and then it turns out it's a Black Nation Islam member. Oh, look at these anti-vaccine, anti-Semitic uh, black people out there. Oh, it's it's like another show. Uh, yep, so that that took place. Uh, checking, checking a bunch of boxes there. Now, what's interesting that I've noticed is that Russia, Russia now is... Uh, is acting as a voice of reason with all this anti-white racism going on. First, let's take this Russia Today slash RT article uh, that is about a white professor suing a New Jersey college for discrimination after finding out that black colleagues are paid far more than him. So Russia Today has published so many anti-white pieces over the years. They were big into all the <clears throat> Black Lives Matter crap when Ferguson was going down, and they've just been pushing forth so much degeneracy, cultural Marxism, uh, onto Americans, but now they kind of have changed tact a little bit. Anyway, let's read a little bit from here. A white New Jersey college professor has sued his employer for racial discrimination after learning that two black co-workers with credentials allegedly inferior to his own were making at least 49% more than him. William Lavell's lawsuit against Camden County uh, College was filed on Friday in the U.S. District Court in Camden, New Jersey. The 66-year-old chemistry professor alleged after obtaining, uh, obtaining payroll data under the state's open records law, he found stark racial disparities between his pay and the salaries of two black engineering professors. Hey, it's white privilege that you've got a job at all, okay? Maybe we don't need any white people teaching here. The lawsuit said Lavell suffered severe emotional distress, embarrassment, humiliation, and a loss of, of self-esteem as a result of the disparities. He filed a racial discrimination complaint with Camden County College officials, but his proposals to bring his salary in line with those of his non-white peers was rejected. College officials also declined to investigate Lavell's complaint, according to the lawsuit. Okay, so this guy, uh, in 2020, he was making $91,923. Uh, and I think he was fine with it, okay? That's a, that's a good salary. But he was uh, a longtime professor. He has three professional degrees in his area of certification, and his black counterparts only have one and two uh, professional degrees. So he's more qualified than them, yet they were making $137,000 and $142,000. That's just insane for doing the same job and probably not as well because this professor has a 4.8 rating out of 5 on Rate My Professors and all the people who take his class just absolutely love him. A very well-respected professor, does a great job, but just can't get paid enough. Can't, he's getting paid almost $50,000 less than his counterparts just because he's white. Is this not racism? Is this not systemic racism that we're seeing? unfold before our eyes. And of course, Russia Today there to, to cover the news. Now, this is something that I found even more interesting, that the Russian state itself is warning of increasing anti-white racism in the U.S. Let's take a look at uh, this article from AFP. Russia warns of anti-white aggression in the U.S. Actually, yeah, this is from the Moscow Times who published this. In an interview with political scientists broadcast on national television, Moscow's top diplomat said Russia has long supported a worldwide trend that everyone wants to get rid of racism. Yeah, you know where the whole word racism came from? It looks like Trotsky. Uh, I should say Lev Bronstein, right? It was a Jew in Russia who was basically using racism as a weapon. And yeah... This is communism, this fight against the racism for equality. Uh, but now they're, now they're warning against it. They're saying, hey, we're all about getting rid of racism, but, but they might be taking it too far in the West. He says, we were pioneers of the movement promoting equal rights of people of any skin color. But Lavrov stressed it was important not to switch to the other extreme, which we saw during the BLM events and the aggression against white people, white U.S. citizens. What aggression? White people aren't being attacked. They're not being murdered. 
Guys, it's been going on forever. Why was nobody talking, uh, saying anything about the knockout game? They were calling it a freaking game on TV when elderly uh, and just innocent white people were being, including children, were being sucker punched uh, and really seriously injured by black youths wilding out. It's a game. Oh, they're just having a little fun. Sowing their wild oats, right? It's a game, a knockout game. You're just playing a game. But just think about it. Nobody was really calling this what it was. This is all just part of white genocide. But of course, they're not going to go so far as to say that there is a genocidal agenda afoot. Uh, Lavrov accused the United States of seeking to spread what he called a cultural revolution around the world. Oh, like they're... Like, none of this was started in, in Russia, too. Like, Russia has not sought to do this. Like, uh, Mr. Alexander Dugan has not sought to inflame racial tensions. Right, yeah. Nonlinear warfare. We know all about it here. So you have to understand the game that's being played. They have colossal possibilities for it, Lavrov said in an interview. Hollywood is now also changing its rules so everything reflects the diversity of modern society, he, he said, calling that a form of censorship. No, it doesn't reflect the diversity of modern society. It absolutely amplifies it. You don't see white people, you especially don't see white heterosexuals being represented fairly in the media. Just look at the overrepresentation of homosexuals, trans, uh, uh, especially blacks, and, and other groups. It's insane. I've seen black people play in Shakespeare's comedies. Only I don't know when there will be a white Othello, Lavrov said. How about a, how about a black Anne Frank? That's what I'm looking for. Okay, that's what I really want. Once we can get to the, the kind of diverse world where we have a black uh, uh, Anne Frank, that's what, I, that's what I'm going to feel good in my heart. That we are just a loving, loving world. You see, this is absurd. Political, political correctness taken to the point of absurdity will not end well. That's true, of course. And there, um, Chris Menahan over Information Liberation talks about how even French President uh, Emmanuel Maricon, I meant Macron, uh, he condemned the anti-white doctrine of critical race theory. It's just so crazy how people were all talking about this. Trump was banning it. Nobody knew what critical race theory was just a few years back when I was doing a show on it. It's just crazy how it's become so mainstream. All right, moving on. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I saw this meme. Safest state in the USA. You Google that. Safest states in America. Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire. Whitest state in USA. Google that. States with the highest percentage of white Americans as of 2007. Vermont, 96.2%. Maine, 95.5%. New Hampshire, 95%. Okay, so the whitest states, the top three whitest states are also the top three safest states in America. Is there a correlation? Is this just a coincidence? It's got to be a coincidence. It's got to be. White people living peacefully? And, and how dare white people want to keep that peace to themselves? They need to, they need to open up their arms, open up their communities. It's like that new uh, Amazon series, Them. Not Us, you know, by uh, Jordan Peele. Them. And Them is about these, these white people who were living in Compton before it became black. And, of course, before the black Compton became Mexican. But back in the day... Apparently it was you know quite white, about ninety five percent white, and looked pretty idyllic. And what happened was, just a black family tried to move in, and they were just terrorized. These white people turned into white devils. It was a it's a horror show. It's just so frightening what they were doing, just trying trying to drive these these poor innocent black people out. Well, maybe they were right. Seeing as how things turn out, when a white place becomes diversified, maybe they were right. Now, white people didn't actually go to the lengths that the, this TV show is showing. I'm just saying, look at what happened to Compton when the white people left. When they, when they went on their little white flight. This is what diversity brings. Heartache, pain, poverty. Okay, so let me read uh, this little post I found as well. As a Native American, I see what's happening to white men all over this world. The establishment, more specifically a Jewish cabal, is out to destroy you. 
You are like my people, destroyed, demoralized, and an alien, destructive force is being forced upon you. Don't let them do to you what they did to my people. Drunks and drug addicts, stuck on reservations with no hope at all. That's what they're doing. No voice. Uh, oh, oh, that, oh, by the way, thanks, Jews, for all the Oxycontin, all the Seagrams, you know, and all, all the other Jubus. I, I mean, all the drugs that you're just pumping. Thanks so much. I mean, because you're helping us cope with a very depressing world. You're, you're just trying to help uh, white people escape the problems, right? Oh, and our pain. So th thanks, by the way, to the Sacklers specifically for all, all the opioids, but not just the Sacklers. No hope, no voice, but they won't stick you on reservations. No, they will simply kill you. Understand that they want you all dead. You're the only threat to them. When you are gone, all the races will be under the great Jewish heel forever. Fight back, white man. The Native American spirit is with you. Unfortunately, not all Amerindians feel that way. Now, there's a story out of Duxbury, Massachusetts. And they play in the same football league that I used to play in back when I went to high school up there. So it's just funny seeing some of these other teams. And I'm going to actually give my voice a little rest as you, uh, you hear this clip here. Take it back over here. Yeah, I know, it's a podcast, but yet still, somehow I cannot Duxbury High School has been fired. This after his team used anti-Semitic play calls. Thank you for joining us tonight. I'm Anna Redis Rodriguez. We're also learning that his job as a teacher is in jeopardy. WBZ's Christina Rex reports. Duxbury High School has canceled its varsity football game against Hingham on Friday and its freshman and JV games later this weekend, all because of the team's actions. It's very, very disappointing. An anti-Semitic play call. The Duxbury High School football team is accused of yelling insensitive terms while calling an audible during a game against Plymouth North last weekend. My understanding is that Auschwitz, uh, Rabbi, and Dreidel uh, were substituted for the names of plays. Now the Anti-Defamation League is working with the school, and an independent investigator is trying to figure out how this was allowed. We want to be a resource, but we also want to be part of the long-term solution. The district fired head coach Dave Mamaram Wednesday because of the incident and placed him on administrative leave from his job as a special education teacher. In a statement, the superintendent said, the outrage is real, warranted, and we hear it. The fact that members of our school community used such offensive language, including anti-Semitic language, is horrifying and disappointing. I don't know how a coach would allow this to happen, where to me it's a lack of respect for you know, Jewish culture, the Jewish religion, and it's just very surprising. State Senator Barry Feingold, who is Jewish and played football in high school and college, reached out to the football team, offering to educate them on the history of the word. When someone says Auschwitz, I don't think these young people understand how harmful and hurtful that is uh, to people that are Jewish. It's shocking. Duxbury residents are beside themselves, and a local group called Duxbury for All says there's a lot of work to be done. This is really a pretty nice town, and our hope is to make this a more diverse and inclusive place. And the future of the Duxbury High football season is up in the air. The superintendent announced that not only are all games canceled for this weekend, but he'll be making a decision about the rest of the season at a later date. In Duxbury, Christina Rex, WBZ News. Think if you were to have really any other ethnic racial group and you were just to use words associated with them, there wouldn't be any out outrage, uproar. If it was even Amerindians, since we were on that topic, and you were to have a tomahawk, okay, um, you know, uh, little bighorn, little bighorn, calling out these different plays, uh, uh, Custer, Custer, you know. Uh, like Custard Last Stand, right? Uh, or, or anything. Anything. Geronimo. Geronimo. No problem. No, no big deal. Brave. Okay, Braves. 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 No big deal. No big Even if it had to do with uh, Indians getting massacred. <laughs> uh, no big deal. I went, to, I went to Amherst, which is named after Jeffrey Amherst, who supposedly gave the, the chickenpox blankets to the Indians. We had we we were called the Lord Jeffs when I went there. They changed it to the Mammoths, but uh, 
I mean, we had a song, our fight song, which we'd sing after we won football games, had to do about, uh, had to do with, to the Frenchman and Indians, he didn't do a thing in the wilds of this wild country. Kind of, kind of tongue in cheek saying, ah, he didn't do anything to them. Don't you worry about, <clears throat> about that. He was a good, he was a good boy, Lord Jeffrey Amherst. He did nothing, didn't do nothing. But uh, times, they are changing, huh? One thing that we're looking at that's changing quite a bit is that uh, they're coming hard for uh, assault weapons. Isn't that so interesting? After all these uh, obviously staged gun tragedies, they just, they're always coming after these long guns, these assault rifles. And of course, these are just terms that they use to demonize rifles. But what is responsible for killing most people in the, in the U.S. each year? In terms of guns. Handguns. And you know who's doing most of the shooting? Uh, black people. Why don't you just ban the blacks? How about that? How about that, Joe Biden? Just ban the blacks from owning guns. Or you just ban the handguns. You can only have rifles. Obviously, I don't even think that's a good solution. I want to be able to conceal carry, right? I think people should be allowed to even open carry. This is what America is about. This is what keeps people safe from all the criminals and the government which would be the biggest criminal cabal of them all. But oh yeah, they're coming hard for the guns. Even harder than Trumpy Boy, who did a good job at that. And his red flag laws and his bump stock bans and all that other crap. So that's something to keep your eyes on too. Another way to uh, really make sure that white genocide goes down without a hitch. Just take their guns first. Just, hey, look at what happened with, uh, with Year Zero, with Pol Pot. Take a look at Mao's revolution. Take a look at what they did in Russia. Actually, in all of the Soviet Union, when they disarmed them. Look at what they did. That's what this is about. It's about to mass. It's about how to mass murder us without uh, taking as many casualties as uh, with reducing as many casualties as possible on their side. That's what they want. But honestly, they don't really care. They don't care if if the cops or the military, or whoever, whatever, uh, maybe even UN soldiers get, get murdered while trying to, try, get killed while trying to murder white people. They don't care. They don't care about their lives. They just want to make sure that they have enough uh, forces to get the job done. I think they actually want mass slaughter. That's on both sides. They're fine with that. Calling the herd, right? That's how they view us. What was it Henry Kissinger said about... Uh, Military men. Dumb, stupid animals to be used as pawns of foreign policy. That's a supremacist Jew for you right there. I'm not. See, here's the thing. I'm not a raw, raw, go American troops kind of guy. I'm not a back the blue, thin blue line kind of guy. That's just not me. I'm not waving the American flag around. But I would never, ever think or say anything like that about those guys. Hell, here's the thing. He's right. At this moment, he's right. They're dumb, stupid animals being used as pawns of foreign policy. I wish they weren't. I wish they grow a backbone. I wish they do something about getting used by Jewish supremacists to fulfill their agendas. That'd be great. So if you're listening out there, you're in the service. You're part of the government establishment somehow. You're an LEO. Start doing something about it. Talk to some people. I know they're trying to round out the white supremacists, the the domestic terrorists from your ranks. But guys, they're not going to stop. You, you, so, so be smart. Be smart. But something's got to be done. They can't go on like this. They're going to run roughshod over all of us. Take our guns, mass murder us. And look at what they're doing. With all these COVID vaccines and, and lockdowns and everything. It's only going to get worse if we, if we continue to bow down. Let's take a look at this. Transhumanism 101. Moderna declares COVID vaccine to be an operating system. What in the world? Documents obtained by, uh, from Moderna reveal that the so-called vaccine being peddled by the company is actually an operating system. This startling admission confirms what vaccine skeptics have claimed, that COVID is about control, not a virus. This is from uh, Principia Scientific. It's John O'Sullivan. 
it won't be lost on anyone who has done due diligence over this pandemic to see past the glib claims of paid-off politicians and compliant media that all is not as it seems. To start, it is no coincidence that one of the key promoters of these new mRNA vaccines is none other than Microsoft billionaire Bill Gates. Bill gave a TED Talk where he boasted vaccines can help global population, uh, help cut global population by 15%. Yes, he said cut. How does that work? By de- deactivating these vaccine implement, imp- implanted operating systems in us? Possibly. Well, psychopathic Bill couldn't fix his Microsoft operating system to prevent endless computer viruses, so why should we trust him now that he is spearheading what is seen as a major step towards transhumanism? For those who care about what goes into their bodies and those of their loved ones, see if you can detect something very sinister from what is being foisted upon a global public. Yeah, so, pretty crazy how it's called an operating system. I'm not going to go through that whole article. Just don't have the don't have it in me right now. Anyway, let's continue on with Bill Gates here. So there was an article that came out of the Daily Mail. This is just one of one of a long line of articles about Bill Gates and his plans. This came out March 23rd. Could dimming the sun help to cool the Earth? Bill Gates wants to spray millions of tons of chalk into the stratosphere to reflect sunlight and slow global warming. But critics fear it could be disastrous. So real quick, remember Johnson & Johnson? You know how they're producing a, uh, a vaccine for all of us? Remember how they poisoned a bunch of people knowingly with their talcum powder, which had, had the chalk in it, right? And... Uh, I think, I think it has chalk in it, right? That's one of the, the ingredients. But anyway, their, their talcum powder had a bunch of asbestos. So I wonder if this chalk that would be sprayed in the stratosphere would, would really be good for us to be breathing in. I just, I just have to wonder. And we've gone over so many times, so many times on this network, on this show, how important it is that we get the sunlight to stay healthy for vitamin D for so many different reasons. We need the sunlight. For plants to grow, so we don't get SAD, seasonal affective disorder. We don't get sad. I mean, guys, the sun is so essential to life that it was considered to be basically the primary god for many people throughout the ages. Now, of course, we don't need that that now that we got Rabbi Yeshua to pray to. So don't worry about that. But yeah, Bill Gates just—he's so rich and powerful. He's just gonna block it out for the rest of us. He knows what's good for us. The project will see a test balloon launched this summer from the town of Kiruna. It will send two kilograms of chalk into the stratosphere, 12 miles above the Earth's surface. Scientists will then monitor who the dust particles interact with. What? Scientists will then monitor who the dust particles interact with the atmosphere? How? They meant how. Geez, Daily Mail. I'm not the greatest editor, but still, this is at the top of your article. It's been up for weeks and nobody picked that up for you? So yeah, the idea is to block out some of the sun's energy to cool down the earth. Yeah, I want I want to be freezing. I want the earth just to freeze. That's what they used to be talking about, by the way. I think as as late as the 60s and 70s, they were talking about how we got a new ice age coming before they flipped it. And they're oh, global warming. Ooh. Well, just look at what this this winter was all about. People are getting snowed in all over the place. Guys, I know I sound terrible. I'm having a hard time reading even. But bear with me. We'll get through this. And I'll be back. Good as new for the next broadcast I do. But here's, I guess, it's good news. That Sweden has actually axed Bill Gates's uh, Harvard experiment aiming to dim the sun to fight climate change amid outcry from activists. So they'll, just, they'll find a, a different place to do this. From RT, Sweden's space agency has called off a geoengineering experiment to determine whether blotting out the sun with aerosols could reverse global warming. Oh, I mean, all the chemtrails in the sky, you couldn't just get data from that? How about that? Funded by Bill Gates, the project stoked fierce opposition from eco-groups. Yeah, so that's good. I guess they're just not going to do it over Sweden. They'll find another place, though, I'm sure. I mean, Bill Gates has poisoned a bunch of people in Africa and India, so you guys go back there with the tests. And I know a lot of people like to point that out and say, look, he's a racist, a eugenicist. 
No, it was just easy to use those people as human guinea pigs to to really find the the right the right formula so that they could unleash it all on the people of the Western world, the white people in particular. So let's take a look at this. What what we need? Vitamin D. Vitamin D deficiency in COVID nineteen quadruple death rate. So this guy is trying to reduce the amount of vitamin D in people simply by reducing the amount of sunlight getting through and have, and being vitamin D deficient quadrupled the death rate for the so-called COVID-19, whatever the hell it is. And what it seems to be, by the way, is just the seasonal freaking flu, which has dropped to zero. No more flu, guys. We beat the flu. That's just because the flu became COVID-19. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, so it's an article out of Medscape.com. You could go check that out. Uh, if you're vitamin D deficient, start taking some vitamin D and get out there in the sun because it's gonna it's gonna definitely increase your ability to fight off disease and get healthy. What you need to know about your vaccine card from the New York Times? How about this article? For now, the best way to show that you've been inoculated against the coronavirus is a simple white card. Here are your key questions answered. As vaccinations become more widely available for people in the United States and travel starts picking up, many people have started sharing their simple white vaccination cards on social media as prized new possessions. With some destinations, cruise lines and venues already requiring travelers to provide proof of vaccination against COVID-19, keeping that record is key. In New York, for example, proof of vaccination or a recent negative test will be required for entry into large venues or catered events when they are allowed to reopen. <laughs> at reduced capacity on April 2nd. Oh, two days ago, they were able to open. This is great at reduced capacity. This is so crazy, especially being in Florida, hearing that people are, are just allowed to start having events. Proof will be required at events with more than 100 people, so anyone having a wedding or Sweet 16 with more attendees will have to ask guests for evidence that they're complying with the rules. Let me let me just mention, this doesn't apply to the Jews in Brooklyn and, and you know Crown Heights and uh, anywhere else that they are in New York. This just does not apply to them. And it never has. There are already a number of vaccination passport initiatives underway that would make vaccination status easy to share digitally. Oh, this is great. Yep, they're pushing hard for this vaccine ID card. They've been doing it the whole time. Remember ID 2020, Bill Gates initiative with Gavi? We've covered this endlessly. It's just so... It's so formulaic. We saw exactly what they wanted to do, and we've watched as they've done it. Oh, but we're the conspiracy theorists. Yeah, as everything we said has come to pass. Uh, one of the last things I wanted to talk about here was the little Nas X with his Satan shoes with a drop of blood in the soles of the shoe, and how Nike has come out and sued him to, to stop him from selling these. I guess they sold 666 of them. And this coincided <laughs> with his new uh, Montero, I think is the, the name of the song. You know, he roped in all these uh, children with his old town road, with uh, uh, you know, reinvented country, Lil Nas X. Uh, and that even had such degenerate lyrics but that I guess most parents just didn't care about or weren't listening to about having lean in his bladder. Yeah, he's drinking lean, like Trayvon. And... Uh, all sorts of all sorts of crap, but roped him in, and then he comes out with Montero. Well, for, actually, between the release of Old Town Road and Montero, he comes out as being a little fag, and then uh, with Montero, he just he just really just shows it to the world where he is just the faggiest of fags, where he's going down a stripper pole to hell, just doing these weird gyrations and. Just it's just fagginess, and then he's he's uh, doing a, a strip tease for a a big Satan figure, not a strip tease. He, he's like gr grinding on him. What, what's that called? Uh, I don't know. He's he's doing some sick stuff to Satan, and then he kills Satan and becomes Satan. Yeah, this but this this is progress. This is just something that's to be applauded. Uh, oh, he's so heroic. I mean, this little Nas X. He's such an artist. But if you and I are trying to just do something wholesome and uplifting, terrorist, domestic terrorist, just the, the depravity that our culture has sunk to under Jewish rule 
just over the past decade is astonishing. It's incredible. I mean, if you're to track it over the past 50 years, obviously, it's bad. It, get, it keeps getting worse. But just the, the acceleration, or rather the decline of this slippery slope, is just insane. Where they have taken us. Okay, uh, and now I wanted to just get to a couple of documentaries that Shanae and I watched recently. People are talking about, so we decided to check them out. They're Netflix documentaries. One was Operation Varsity Blues, where they used, I think it was a, a Gentile actor, you know, a non-Jewish actor, to play Rick Singer in this college admission scandals uh, documentary reenactment type of thing. And so many of the people who were part of this conspiracy were Jewish. But they made it seem like this was just a conspiracy for, you know, the white privileged people to get white privileged children into schools when it's all these Jews who are operating, uh, you know, behind the scenes. It's just Jew and Jew and Jew. And one of the things that this Rick Singer was doing to get some of these uh, children into these schools was having them to label themselves as something other than white. But, oh, 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 it's white privilege that we're seeing here. No, what we're actually seeing is that the one of the easiest ways to get into a college is to have everything on the on the transcript absolutely the same. Everything on your application absolutely the same. But all you got to do is check that you're not white and you're going to be getting in at such a higher rate. It is very disadvantageous to be white trying to get into college. And nobody wants to talk about that. Oh, it's a scandal that this Jew was coaching uh, these parents and children to, to lie on their applications. Oh, that's the scandal. The scandal should be that it's damn near impossible to get in some of these good schools. Even, even with a perfect score in your SATs, if you're white, you're so disadvantaged. And I was realizing this even at the time when I was applying to schools. It could be worth a watch for you, but I think you get the point. Uh, what they were really doing uh, with a lot of these children was that they were photoshopping them onto, uh, you know, into these different sports situations for niche sports. And so then they'd make a donation to, let's say, the crew team or to the water polo team. So these parents would fork over $100,000, you know, $200,000 as a, a gift through Singer to some of these schools. And then Singer would help to get them into these schools through these niche sports. Okay, then I also wanted to talk about Seaspiracy, which I think was altogether a better documentary. And this starts off with, you know, some of the basic stuff about the oceans, the, the, the plastic patch, you know, that's out there, the, the great garbage patch and the floating around in the Pacific Ocean. But what we don't realize, as this documentary points out, is that the majority of the plastic that's out there is actually fishing nets, industrial fishing nets and lines. And this is what's killing all of these sea creatures. But it's not just the, the, that big garbage patch. It's the way that they will put out these massive lines, ma massive nets, and just trawl. And it's not just picking up the uh, all these different sea creatures, the sea turtles and the, and the dolphins and all these other things that they're not even trying to catch, sharks. And, and they'll just kill them or throw them throw them back in the in the water and they'll die there because they've been out of the out of the ocean for so long uh that's not even the biggest problem it's it's also that they're that they're uh dragging them along the bottom of the ocean so what we're doing in terms of deforestation for the cattle industry is actually nothing compared to what's going on in the oceans beneath the surface because we're not able to even see it and it goes into some of the the hunting of sharks over in Asia. I mean, the the scale at which ocean life is being decimated is insane. And it does look like that if these trends continue, uh, there's going to be no ocean life left. Especially if you just remove, let's say, a top predator, like like sharks, uh, you're you're screwed. The oceans are going to end up being screwed. The natural systems, the ecosystems. They can balance themselves out, all right. But when humans come in and just do something at such an absurd scale, it can't recover. It's just relentless. And there is no real sustainable uh, fishing industry. That, that's a lie. That's a buzzword. 
and this uh, the 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 farmed fish, it's absolutely atrocious as well. And what do they do? They feed them fish. They feed them fish that they caught. You know, all the 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 food that they give to these uh, fish that are are raised in captivity, which are terribly sick and just diseased and everything. Uh, they're fed processed fish that come from the oceans. So you see the problem with that. Anyway, it's an interesting documentary. Definitely worth a watch. Uh, they they tag along with those sea shepherds as well. You, you might not agree with everything that's being presented in this documentary, but it's definitely eye-opening. It, it comes from the uh, producer who did Cowspiracy, which is another interesting one. Both those together uh, should really, if you're paying attention and, and you do care about the world, should get you to think twice about eating meat, and uh, that includes fish. So... Let me just bring up a, an article here by Greenpeace. Protecting the oceans, why turning vegan can't be the only answer. So a lot of these environmentalists uh, and even just specifically ocean uh, defender type organizations are really trying to push this all. Well, the answer is not just to stop eating meat and stop eating fish. You, that, that just can't be the answer. Oh, no, we just need sustainability. We just need, uh, you know, more dolphin-safe tuna labels, which, as is exposed in the film, is an absolute scam. There is no such thing as a guaranteed dolphin-safe tuna, okay? Uh, but, yeah, there, there are so many people who pretend to be about, about protecting the oceans who are actually just in the pocket of the fishing industry, which is huge. It really is. Uh, and then I was looking at this article from EcoWatch, which was a pretty good overview. And some of the people who are objecting to this documentary are saying that it's promoting the, the white savior complex. Yes. Let's take a look here. Critics of the film have also been vocal, denouncing the underlying facts presented, the film's possible vegan agenda, and its reductionist and sensationalist approach, Global Aquaculture Alliance reported. The New York Times likened the tone to a cheap imitation of hard-hitting investigative journalism, full of conspiratorial thinking. Oh my gosh. Some accused the film of perpetuating a white savior complex, The Independent reported. Yeah. Oh, those white people trying to save the environment. Oh. You and your white privilege turning vegan. Oh, I've seen articles about... Oh, white veganism. We need to decolonize veganism. <laughs> Should have brought that one up today. But you get the point. Now, here is the real solution. Is to get closest to the sun as possible. Not talking about physically getting as close to the sun as possible. You know, trying to go up in a balloon or something. Climbing the top of Everest. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about bring ourselves energetically as close to the sun as possible. Now, what you're going to do when you do that is you're going to become healthier. For example, with the vitamin D that you get by basking in the sun. You're also going to uh, become healthier by eating plants that get their energy from the sun. You're, that's the closest source of sun energy that you can get. You can be eating sun energy every single day in the form of plants. Now, of course, when you do eat animals, you're still getting some sun energy, but it's gone through a few different steps to get there. And it's not its purest form. It's much more dense, is it not, right? It's dense. Uh, so my whole idea here is that there's not just a cowspiracy. There's not just a seaspiracy. There is a sunspiracy. And they're coming against the children of the sun, which would be us, the bright, shining ones. And they want us to be as severed from the sun as possible. And that, of course, is why they have put their son of God between us and the actual sun with a big halo over his head and the stained glass windows to filter the sunlight, right? That has been their agenda the whole time, to stand between us and and the sun and that's why bill gates is putting all the particulates up in the up in the atmosphere to block out the sun this is the real agenda 
to get us dependent on them. Because when we have the sun, we are able to be independent. When we have the sun and rain, we are able to grow and thrive. Just like the plants out there. Alongside them. So what do they do? They manufacture the weather. They manufacture droughts. They manufacture tsunamis. They screw with the different water patterns. They steal all the water. Give it to big agriculture. They leave us high and dry, don't they? Then they steal our sun, too. Our sacred sun. It's just so sick. What does this do? It makes people sick, literally. If you don't get vitamin D, you're going to be sick. You're going to die. It's just... When you realize what they're doing, this is so devilish, so evil. This is the epitome of evil, what they're doing. Now, when you go even deeper down, you see just how sick and gross it is. What they do uh, outside the, the, the bright lights of the sun, down in their underground tunnels, down in their little uh, Jeffrey Epstein type uh, temples, when you, when you start to see what's going on there, hidden away from the light of truth, from the, the loving light of the sun, you realize that there is no other solution than to rid this world of these vampires once and for all. We cannot live with them doing what they're doing, blocking out the sun, blocking our connection to this life-giving force, with them preying upon our weak and our innocent. It's got to stop. <laughs> or, or we're done. That's it. So, yeah, I, I know. I know times are tough. You've got a lot of things to worry about. But guys, if we don't stop them, we're screwed. So, hey, let's get together. Let's figure this out. And let's stop them. That's all I have for you here. Please stay tuned. I will come out with something again soon. And do check out HeathenHerbs.com. A lot of products that are made with love by Sinead, which are using lots of herbs right from the sun itself. Take care, everybody. Talk to you soon.